Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio. Dan the Danettes off this week. You'll get a smorgasbord, a cornucopia, a plethora of various hosts from our uh, brother Fox Sports Radio Shows uh, Jason McIntyre, you can see him on FS1. You can hear him weekends on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, founder of The Big Lead, which he sold off for a hundred bajillion dollars. <laughs> so, well, time everything- out. I dug. If I had sold it for that much, I would not be hosting a radio show this morning. I'd be on a yacht with a Bond villain somewhere uh, in Italy. Wait, did you say a Bond villain? Yeah, Bond villain. Oh, a Bond villain. Yeah. Oh, okay, I yeah. like that Bond I, I want to hang out with I, the Bond villains. I thought you were driving a Bond villain, which is like a 1970s thing. No, Chevy, yeah, yeah. Chevy I think we, my like parents that. had one of those. Yeah, we'd shove oh, the kids God. in the way back. Remember yeah. the way back? No yes, seatbelts back Bond there. Vill- yes, I, I travel cross country. 1981, we moved cross country. We had the old station wagon. Yeah. And we had the third row. Facing facing the opposite way, we played the license plate game. Right? Oh, we had two dogs fun. and three kids and all this stuff, all our lifely possessions. And we would play the... We would play the um, uh, the license yeah. plate game. Now you can't. We don't move the car until the kids are in seatbelts because we're, you know, freaks We were in seatbelts. Oh, we're really? Seat yeah, wow. Facing the other way, but yeah, we, we, were in, we were in seatbelts. We didn't we like, like a bad to idea. lie down in the way back. We didn't, me and my brother, we did not like to uh, be locked into seatbelts sitting up and all that. Well, I mean, like we had uh, the, the dogs weren't in seatbelts, um, but 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 we but we were. We just we didn't have any devices, right? Remember, I mean, that's right. Remember what travel was like before there was the DV the the DVD player was a, a godsend when you had little kids, and then of course now we've gotten to devices where you're like, just give them a device and tell them, and then you won't even hear them. Then they become zombies back there. Yeah, that's not good. Um, uh, so anyway, he's Jason McIntyre. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Uh, the big news in basketball is Joel Embiid signs is going to sign a four-year, $196 million max extension. And in football, the biggest news we can come up with is Tim Tebow got cut. We were talking about Tebow, and I, 
And I want to get to fans in a second because it is kind of related. I would also say that that one of the reasons that people are down on Tebow is because of what we've seen from some of these, a good number of the TV preachers, right? Where they're not what they purport themselves to being. The too good to be true is in fact too good to be true. And I think, I think he catches some of that. It's like, there's no way that he's a nice guy. There's no way that he, like we just, we think of it as fake because, because there have been others that have fooled us. But I, I think the big thing is really it's the, the Tebow fans were so fervent in their belief in their following of him. It's, you know, it's like any of these fan bases. Like, you don't dislike the player. You dislike the fans because the fans are obnoxious. Yeah. You know? it's, like the Red, it's like Red Sox fans. They hadn't won in forever. Then they finally win a World Series in incredible comeback fashion. And then they just become the most obnoxious, arrogant fan base ever. Uh, no, no. Right? Uh, uh, Timeout. The Kentucky the Wildcats, Doug, have the worst. F- I know that nobody cares about college basketball other than you and I. But I-, I would like to like Kentucky, but their fans are insufferable clowns. And they are just all over social media. So I can't like Kentucky because of their fans being just clueless. But uh, for Tebow, I wonder about this, Doug. So a lot of people and NFL teams agreed he's not first-round material. Quarterback accuracy, not totally his thing. Yeah. Is Josh McDaniels drafting him in the first round, like, is that part of the hate? A lot of people thought Tim Tebow's not really a starting quarterback. But Josh McDaniels saw something, booted Jay Cutler so he could draft Tim Tebow, and, like, all of a sudden it's like, Tim Tebow, he stinks at quarterback. Why is he a first-round pick? Does some of this hate come from Josh McDaniels making that move? Who, by the way, people love to credit, oh, Josh McDaniels and and uh, Brady, Josh McDaniels and this, and he's going to be a head coach. And Josh McDaniels is the one who moved up to draft Tim Tebow in the first round when nobody else thought he was a first-round talent. Let me say this about Josh McDaniels. Okay, First of all, good coordinator, hasn't proven to be a good coach, and might not get that opportunity outside of New England because of what happened with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, But let's not, let's not defame what he's been able to do during his time as a coordinator in New England, right? Yes, Tom Brady is great, but working with, he's been even better working with Josh and, and, and being a head coach in usually very, very seldom are you getting a chance to do what you actually do best. It's a, it's a very different skill set in many ways. And it all depends upon how you, how you kind of craft out your staff. But I'll, let me just say this about Josh McDaniels, like, the truth is, he may have picked the wrong guy, but he may have known the trend that was coming and locked in on something that ultimately has proven to work. Right? Like, look, what they're doing in Baltimore, what they did in San Francisco with Kaepernick, that's what Josh McDaniels was doing in Denver with a more limited quarterback. So he, he picked the wrong guy. Tim Tebow just isn't good enough as a thrower. He just hasn't been. And honestly, like he's one of those guys that when you're trying to explain to somebody who doesn't really get football, you're like, well, Tim Tebow ran a four, six. He's at, he was, he was a terrible, he had bad feet in the pocket, right? He just had terrible feet in the pocket. Uh, so he, he wasn't nimble as a thrower. He couldn't reset his feet. It's like Russell Wilson's not only quicker, but Russell Wilson has incredible feet in the pocket so that whichever way he rolls left or right, he can set them quickly and deliver on time on target. He has a better arm as well. But the point is, I would actually tell you that 
Tim Tebow was kind of, a, I mean, um, Josh McDaniels was kind of ahead of the curve in terms of selecting Tim right. Tebow, understanding that this is a way you can play with a limited quarterback and a limited playbook and still be very competitive in, in the NFL. That's fair. As, as, yeah, right? So I like that. So, sometimes guys uh, understand where th- leagues are going. They just pick the wrong quarterback. How about this? It is, um, no, this, this is probably not going to go over well, but I'm saying it anyway. Um, how much of this is jealousy, Doug? Tim Tebow is a handsome individual, right? He's very religious. He's obviously in shape. Uh, he runs with his shirt off in New York when he was on the Jets for eight minutes, and it's on the cover of every newspaper, okay? It becomes a meme on the internet. Like, he's married to Miss Universe. Literally, she won Miss Universe. And the guy has played a high level of college football. He's won everything there. And then he made it to the NFL. He went and go played minor league baseball. He came back to the NFL for another shot. And now he's got the rest of his life ahead of him. He's a millionaire multiple times over. Like, everything he touches, he does well at. And yeah, it doesn't matter that he didn't make major league baseball. He still played a high level of minor league baseball. And he was a quarterback on a playoff team. Like, the guy is living the dream. Like, we, everybody says, oh, I'm living the dream, baby. It's awesome. Like, stop for a second and think. Tim Tebow is totally kicking ass at life, okay? I think there's a lot of people out there who just have a crappy station in life and just want to hate on a guy because he's got everything. And nothing, by the way, was handed to Tim Tebow, okay? Go look up his parents. He wasn't born on third base. None of that stuff with Tebow. Everything he's gotten, he's worked his butt off for. That is really what America is all about. And I think Tim Tebow is living the dream, and I'm going to sit here and defend the guy. Yeah, I don't know if he's living the dream currently, like— the other part to it is this is uh, the third time, I believe, maybe the fourth time he's been released, right? The Jets released him, the uh, Patriots released him, and the uh, Eagles released him, Eagles, right? Yep. Right. But I, you know, like, here's the other part to it. Imagine yourself and you are, there's a statue of you at the University of Florida. You won two national championships, one as a starter for your head coach. And earlier today, you know, they call him in. Tim, we love you. It's just not going to work out or whatever. That that feeling when you've worked your entire life, and this is not just Tim Tebow. It's a, I think it's one of the things that you watch and you should have great empathy for when you watch Hard Knocks. A, when a guy gets released, and this is it, right? This, we're, we're, we're good. This is it. It's not like a prize fighter. Like prize fighters, you know, Oscar De La Hoya is going to fight again. Right, like they just—I saw that. What the hell is gonna, he doing? I mean, he's, need money, guys. Worth, know, I thought the guy was worth tons of hundreds of millions of dollars. I, I you know, jeez, um, that's um, crazy. But they—they they all do it, right? I mean, Muhammad Ali, I and mean, he fought well past his prime, and Mike Tyson, you know, and when these exhibitions, like they all, they all, like. But this is it. He will never play in the NFL ever again. He will never put on an NFL jersey as a player ever again and I'm with you like if you have a if you sit there and go like and by the way he was like the first ever sports reality star right his high school football team had there was a reality show based upon that's when we first learned about oh, Tim I didn't Tebow. even know that okay oh yeah it was um hold on I'll, I'll think of the name in a second somebody will end up uh uh, t- uh tweeting tweeting us but but uh and and here's how big he was like when he was coming out as a recruit he was either going to go to Alabama or That's to Florida, right. right? And Alabama, Mike Shula was the coach. If he goes to Alabama, the Nick Saban thing never happens. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. 
He just doesn't. Because he, you know, if he goes there, Shula's still the coach. They win. I don't know if they win national championships, but it's a complete, like every, how we look at things is completely different. But I, I just, I have empathy for a guy who now in his mid thirties, okay, football's over. Baseball's over. Now we got to figure out the rest yeah. of our lives. And you're right. He did win. Like just make it playing a down in the NFL. I've said this all the time, but like our, we don't have a healthy enough respect for how good they are. Do you know NBA how hard players. that is, guys? Oh my God. Now let me ask, well, hold on, Doug, you recently, I don't know how much you talk about it, but you posted about it online. So uh, you had surgery recently, right? For yeah, the ACL. ACL. Okay, you played a high level of college basketball. You played at highest levels of AAU. Uh, I think you played internationally. I'm not going to go through your resume, but I am curious. Will you be playing any more pickup basketball coming off the ACL injury? Yes. Okay, that's what I like to hear, Doug. That's my, that's I, I my do goal. love to hear that. Yes. Okay, because you know me, I'm the I'm kind of the opposite. I was a good youth athlete. And then everybody got huge. I did not get huge in high school, and I couldn't make the the basketball team. Or like I was like the last guy cut from the tennis team. I just missed the golf team. Like it was depressing. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I was. It, you it, had it, cuts on your golf team and tennis team. Well, I mean, you had to, I thought you had that's to, what the golf team and the tennis team were for. You for, had to, for guys that got cut from other sports. You had to have like a certain score in golf, and I narrowly missed it. It was depressing. And I was like a good athlete, but I went to a big school, like big graduating class, like a lot of yeah. good athletes. And so everybody asked me now, like, Jason, why are you entering a tennis tournament now? Why are you playing in, like, soccer tournaments? And I'm like, well, I want to relive the youth that I kind of missed because I was good when I was young. And now I'm like, uh, you know, I'm a good athlete. I play pickup basketball a lot. I play, go be, play beach volleyball. I was in a tennis tournament. Like, I'm living that now. And, Doug, it feels awesome. Like, I don't want it to end. I cannot fathom mentally what Tebow's going through when he's had people cheering for him since he was what probably 14 years old everywhere he went stadiums full cheering for or against him and now there's no cheering and there's no football and there's no baseball like I I cannot understand mentally what he must be going through and the same holds for a lot of these guys and even you know speaking to a guy like Cam Newton who uh, dating back for what 15 years has been like the alpha everywhere he's gone and now he's kind of dealing with it, looking over his shoulder, and is this the end for him? It, it's tough on these athletes, guys. Have some empathy. Well, I mean, I, like, look, and, and interestingly, they're, they're tied at the hip, right? They're both at Florida. That's right. At, Great point. At Florida together, and Cam was behind Tebow and didn't think it was right, and obviously got in a little trouble, and then went to junior college, was the greatest junior college quarterback ever, won a national championship at Auburn, and then he was the number one overall pick, right? So there's there is their little kind of a little uh, Justin Fields how you like me now sort of yeah, of a feeling to it um after after leaving the university of florida but yeah no it is it, there's a there's a real human like look the the difference is here, here's the biggest difference i think in football and any other sport and, and man baseball i guess is, is somewhat you know like look in, in football there's there's no europe right there's the arena league has mostly gone under although there are some there is an arena sort of league there is Canada but when you're done you're done it's not like you can go like hey fellas let's get the helmets let's get the shoulder pads let's meet down at 38th street and let's go let's go play football this weekend like and and look most basketball players when they're done they're done anyway the guys that play in the NBA they're just like look I'm I'm good yeah but they can still if they want to especially guys who's who didn't make it to you know their highest level dreams whatever they can you can I can still go and play pickup basketball when I'm healthy right so my my thing is it's it's one of the reasons that Favre struggled to walk away. I, I think Tim Tebow will feel the people cheering for him. He will have that same following. He will still have his flock 
as he as he preaches the good word, probably around the world um, and and in a good portion of this country. But it's it's different. There is nothing like the energy of a football. Like my son had his first tackle football practice. Wow. He was a, he, a, a, Wait, which guy year. is that? It's his it's his second. It's his second time playing. This is he the basketball guy. Ago. Yeah. yeah he, he played tackle football already. Yeah, he played when he was 10. Now he's 12. Ooh, he's playing. We okay. didn't, they didn't have a season last year, obviously. Right, right. So, But he's, he's a little behind only because he was away at camp and then seeing friends or whatever. And, but, but the point is, like, there's nothing like the energy of a football team. Basketball team is great, too, right? Like, it's a little family. We have different levels. But the idea of, of being in front of 53 dudes, 52 dudes, you know, or 84 guys, and what he did against uh, uh, Ole Miss, right, when they are playing terrible and he gave us this impassioned speech yes. at halftime. Can we play that, by a, the way? It's Lee, a, can look, we find it's, that? It's a, it's a little hokey, okay, but, but it's kind of what kinda sports, cool. yeah. it's what sports is, is about. Yeah. It's about. It's about leadership and coming together and, like, all of these. Again, it does feel hokey. It does feel... Uh, you know, a, a a little too formulaic. I, I get it, but it's real though. That, but that it's is absolutely so real. real. That is it, very it's absolutely real. Re- it's absolutely real. The 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 leadership component to playing the position is a real and tangible thing, and it's it's kind of what you're saying about Tom Brady, which I I agree with. Like Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback and checking every single box. Okay. Every single box. But it, the, the only thing that Aaron Rodgers has that you could ever hold against him is like, man, when guys are out, they're out. Right? When guys are out, they're out. And not everybody is down with Aaron Rodgers. Whereas Brady, however he's been able to do it, dudes love him. Yeah. And like, look, there's a different level. Like I'm, Aaron Rodgers is generally well-liked by guys he plays with and really respected by it. Whereas Jay Cutler, they just hated him. Right when he was in Chicago, they hated him. They they moved his locker to another room because he was so despised within the locker room. You got to be beloved by those guys because you get all the attention, you get more money, they block for you. When you're successful, people only talk about you, not about them, etc. Like you have to be, you have to have. But that leadership component is a real thing, and to me, there's nothing like the football leadership that Tebow had. In high, in, in high school, in college. And remember, he's a homeschooled kid. It wasn't a guy who grew up around the fellas. That's really, really hard to do. And, you know, Sunday, all anybody's going to remember is here he is missing blocks that most tight ends should be able to make in the National Football League. And it's, it's like Jordan striking out. And I know it's the same sport that he's played, but it might as well be a different sport when you're trying to block and you're trying to run routes and you're trying to do all these things, which he's never really done. And if you want to ask yourself why guys don't do it, there's your answer. It's just too hard. It's too hard to learn on the floor. Yeah, it's not like Tebow is going to try to stick around and go to Canada and play football. He doesn't need the money that bad. At least by all accounts, he doesn't need the money. De La Hoya, I, I, I'm still stunned that he's fighting at this age. Like That has to be risky, right? It, it just can't be smart to go in a ring at this age, um, t- taking all those blows to the head and, and fight. Like Tebow, I think he's good. He retires and probably goes into politics or religion, right? Or, or both. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Or both. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, 
by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This is an NFL NFL week, obviously. Uh, Doug Gottlieb and I, huge NFL fans. We disagree on uh, some things. You know, we have, you have the pre-show meeting. When you talk about some topics, 
And uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Tim Tebow who we will be getting to shortly. Uh, he's a divisive figure. I don't know how because he's such a kind human being and a superstar back in his prime. And now he is a veteran trying to make the cut in Jacksonville. And of course, social media is playing a part in the Tim Tebow saga in Jacksonville. But we have to start with a quarterback controversy that is brewing. Uh, you guys know me from my podcast, Straight Fire. I talked about this last week. You could see the writing on the wall in New England. It's starting, starting to get a little ugly. Doug, I don't know if you'd characterize Cam Newton versus Mac Jones as ugly yet, but we are one preseason game in. Belichick has not named his starting quarterback. Cam Newton is on a one-year deal. Yep. And you got Mac Jones, the pretty boy out of Bama, and he turns, I believe it's 23 years old, right before week one. So this is not some young kid like Trey Lance, who's only got a handful of starts, or Zach Wilson, who had one year as a starter at BYU. This is a kid who is old and experienced. I don't know, Doug. I'm starting to feel a little nervous for the prospects in the immediate future of Cam Newton. And then you can spin that forward, and what does that do to the Patriots' locker room? Well, I mean, I think that's why they haven't haven't made a change yet. I mean, I think that's why, like, if you're Bill Belichick, you have to read the locker room. You have to, you you have to have everybody in the locker room nodding, going, "Yeah, I, I get it." And he's probably not there yet. But if if you're surprised by this, look, you just trace it back to when Cam signed the extensions, three and a half million dollars. That's backup quarterback money. He knows that. You know that. I know that. Um, this this is not a surprise. And like, look, Camden can't throw football anymore. Oh, gee, can't throw football anymore. Oh, but let's, uh, listen, I will run that tape of New England, Seattle from what week two last year. That's great. Yes, I know that's, it was eleven months ago, but he could he could throw the football. He got hit hard by COVID. Let's be real. And if you look at the so, receivers so, they so, gave him so last COVID. year, it's a so dumpster COVID. fire. Did you did you watch them play last year? Have you ever heard of an NFL quarterback throwing for less than a hundred yards? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Well, the circumstance okay, and, and was terrible, Doug. Come on. Let's it doesn't be matter fair. about the circumstance. It does. Yes, they it went does. out and got uh, two receivers for him, two tight ends. Uh, I mean, nobody no, was hit no harder by disputing. COVID than the Patriots. They had so many opt outs. Most were on defense, but on nevertheless. Defense. And, and look, they, they, were, they, were, they were capped <laughs> out. They, they were capped out. And they also, you know, um, you, you end up losing Edelman, barely, barely played last year. And he, obviously now he's done. But, but like you can go through all the circumstances you want. He can't throw. He struggled to throw going back to his days in Carolina after he hurt his shoulder initially. He's hurt his shoulder twice. He's had a couple of operations and a scope on that shoulder. And last year he was like shot putting the ball. He's still not. He, and he's never been an accurate thrower. At prime Cam Newton was not an accurate thrower. You, now you, you take you put a couple shoulder surgeries and, and then you put him behind uh, a shakier offensive line with not a lot, not a lot of talent to throw to, and he was awful. He was bad. I will but, agree. But like, Sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, and when I say he can't throw a football, it's not that he can't throw a football, but we understand. We understand. There's like 15, 20 guys that can really do this. Right? Can really do this. But most of them, even the ones that can't read a defense, even the ones that, that, that can't go through their progressions, some guys can't lead a locker room. There's things that, but they can almost all throw and throw accurately enough. There's different levels of it. He, he's, he was the worst thrower in the NFL last year. It wasn't really close. And this has been a problem for years. And he was coming off of, he was coming off the, the Carolina Panthers letting go. And like, look, 
you don't have to. It's not personal. It is business. And if it, if it was personal, Ron Rivera would love to have Cam Newton in Washington. He's gone through like four different oh, quarterbacks. What are you, what, are you sure on, about that? No, no. I'm saying if if he thought he could still play. Oh, right. Okay. Then he would be on the Washington Reds, Washington football team, right? If, if I mean Brandon Bean, they they have uh, Mitchell Trubisky as their backup, okay, making similar money to what Cam is making, okay. Brandon Bean and and that coaching staff they came from Carolina. Right? You're not seeing people reach out the Carolina Panthers. He was their signature player. They wanted Teddy Bridgewater. Then they were done with Teddy Bridgewater. Then they brought in Sam Darnold, who's wildly unproven. They've had plenty of opportunities to go like, you know, let's, let's bring Cam Newton back. He, he, it's, it has nothing to do with anything else. Like mm-hmm. Cam's handled himself incredibly well. They like him in New England. Bill clearly likes him where he's given him all this shot. He's given him all this, this, this runway. He just can't throw anymore. All right. That's it. Okay. I've let the slander go on long enough, Doug. Um, so, former MVP Cam Newton cannot throw a football. That's the claim. I know what you're saying. He's not the f- guy he was when he was an MVP helping lead Carolina to the Super Bowl. I get that. How long but, ago was that? How long ago was uh, that? I think I, I think I had one kid maybe at that time instead of two who are now in like uh, approaching middle school. Uh, so, it was a long time ago. That being said, Doug, there is something to loyalty. Hey, guess what, Cam? Last year, we were in a pinch. Tom Brady left us. We were a little ego-driven here in New England. We didn't think he'd actually leave. We had nothing. We had Brian Hoyer as our potential quarterback. Like, we were desperate, okay? You came and and were the guy back in the pocket getting murdered behind a bad line with no skill position players. Hey, thank you for your service. We're going to bring you back, okay? That's what they did to Cam. And he really said as much four days ago on Instagram. He mentioned loyalty and how he deserves some loyalty. Now, he did it with his weirdo lingo that he uses and whatever font that is that I cannot find on my Instagram. But Cam essentially was telling the Patriots, hey, man, I see what's going on here. Y'all deserve me a chance. And if you look at their offseason, Bill Belichick has never, ever spent as a head coach like he did this offseason. They bring in Aguilar, they bring in Bourne, they bring in two tight ends. And I do wonder, Doug, when you bring on Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, two tight ends, when you had none, remember, Gronk left Brady, and they didn't even bring in a tight end that offseason. You bring in two. Is Belichick considering a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of heavy, a lot of running like he did last year? Because if that's the case, Cam might still have a shot and some value on the team. I don't think Bill Belichick's really a two-quarterback kind of guy, but I do wonder if he wants to have versatility with, hey, we can spread four wide and get Mac Jones under center, and oh yeah, we can go with the heavy sets and bring in Cam. Do you think that's something Belichick would consider? Because again, Tom Brady left for Tampa and won a Super Bowl. They're absolutely stacked this year. There are actually Vegas odds, and we'll do a lot of Vegas on this show, on whether or not the Bucks can go undefeated. Bill Belichick lost the divorce. He wants to come back strong with the dime piece on his arm. I do wonder if he tries something wacky like two quarterbacks in New England. Oh, I think he's going to have two quarterbacks until he has one. I don't think anything you're necessarily misreading. Like last year, because of COVID, because they were in cap hell, there's nothing they could do. It just wasn't, you know. And Nikhil Harris was a bad draft pick, but that that only the uh, Edelman got old and had the bone on bone knee, and there's just nothing they could do. Um, I don't think he lost the divorce. I just don't. They, they lo- <laughs> what? 
it, it, you don't decide in the first year, C- considering the fact that they had a quarterback who couldn't throw a football. They had all those other things that you just stated working against them. They won seven games last year in a division where you had two uh, double-digit winning teams. They had Dolphins won 10, and the Bills won 13, and the Patriots still won seven games and probably could have won nine. Last year might have been his best coaching job he's ever done, considering the talent and all the other things that they had going against them. So I don't I don't think Bill Belichick is reacting to Tom Brady. Tom Brady inherited a team which had been bad for 20 years, but loaded up with talent. And then was because he's Tom Brady, he could get Gronk to come play, got Antonio Brown to come play. And after starting out seven and five, they played four of the worst teams in the league. And they end up 11 and five and get a little momentum. They survived Washington, right? They, they survived Tampa, um, who had a lead and, and I think it was Jared Cook who fumbled, right, when they had, had a lead uh, late yep. in the second half. Um, and then they went into Green Bay, and Brady was awesome in the first half, and they just kind of held on for dear life in the second half, and the defense came through. And they dominated the Super Bowl over a depleted Kansas City Chief team. That, that's what happened. But, I, but Bill Belichick, if you talk to these guys, they don't care about the rest of the league. Oh, they don't have, that's impossible. They don't have, what do you mean it's impossible? You cannot spend almost two decades with a quarterback – Watch him walk out the door, win a Super Bowl with another team, and, oh, it and not care. Oh, there's, yeah, there's that's no, impossible. There's no, there's no, there's no, no doubt in that that it doesn't suck because people all of a sudden they'll they 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 make history what they want it to be. They make history about about Brady. It, it the the two of them worked together incredibly well. Brady has become this magnificent outspoken leader now. But like look, if you if you think Tampa's going undefeated, go ahead, put some money on it. They're I also have, playing I have 17 a few games on it, yes. Okay, that, that, those are that, that's money that you're 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 pissing out the window. That's what you're so doing. So Bel- by the way, Belichick and Brady together in New England nearly went undefeated and won a Super Bowl. They uh, they did. And they did. The way, and then the next this, year, the next year he got hurt. Yes. Okay, so that's we didn't actually point. see prime Brady with that team the following year. I mean, how good could they have possibly been in a repeat year? But remember, Tampa, they've never seen this success. So as hard as it is to see success the first time, imagine how hard it's going to be to see success the second time. Oh, I totally disagree, Doug. Wait wait a minute. Hold up. This is a team in a COVID year where there was really no offseason. Brady went to a new city, a new coach, a new system, a new everything. And they they were some you know kinks that needed to be worked out. I think they opened seven and five. Then they had that that Sunday night loss. I think it was to the Chiefs, uh, the close one. And after that, they did not lose a game. I think they went seven and zero, including the three and zero playoff run on the road, uh, getting to the Super Bowl. And they were a different team, Doug, unstoppable. And they returned everyone. I don't know. How, yeah. uh, I mean, like this team. Yeah, but, and but, by but the way, Drew Brees in the about, division. What do we know about the What do we know about the NFL? That, uh, that, well, let's start in the NFC. What, the what NFC is terrible now, what, this year. Now, what, what <laughs> the, do we know about the NFL? Now, what do we know about it? We know that on a yearly basis, half the teams that make the playoffs don't make it the next year. Now, that doesn't mean that Tampa's not going to make the playoffs. They've expanded the playoffs. There's 17 games, and they have an inc- they have a very, very good roster. Okay, But, but the idea that th- this the only team to make it look seemingly easy— to make multiple Super Bowls, to consistently be competitive at that level is the Patriots. Now, do you want to say that Tom Brady is the connective tissue between the Patriots and Tampa? Sure. But he doesn't run the entire franchise. And it, 
as much as you can change some of the culture and going after the next title, and maybe they come out the better team. Maybe it was when they were 7-5, and five, it was the wake-up call. They've not maybe figured it out. I'm telling you, this is a hard league. Guys okay, get okay. hurt all the time. Let me add one thing real quick. While you're on a hard league, um, you know my guy Warren Sharp puts together an incredible uh, packet. They looked at the easiest versus the toughest schedules in the league based on Vegas win totals. The Bucks have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. They basically face a cakewalk. And remember, the Saints are criminally overrated this year. They lost Drew Brees. They lost I, I Michael agree, Thomas I agree, for a month. I agree. I think their division and, and is that's coming. A team, yeah, okay? that's a but team look, they lost to listen, twice listen, last year in the regular listen, season. Listen, they have, they open with Dallas, okay, which would be a great game. And we'll see on Dak's shoulder. But it's fair to say that if there's a team that has the talent, at least on the offensive side of the football, to put up some huge numbers, it's the Dallas Cowboys. We okay with that? Well, I would say that they're favored in that game. They're only an underdog in one game. Do you want to guess okay. who the okay. Bucks are underdogs against? The Rams in week Correct. Four. Okay. That, so, I, mean, I think the Rams are better than the Cowboys. I don't know about so, you. So, so but, but the point is this. When they have a new defense, defensive coordinator, we'll, we'll see. But And a new quarterback. But, but here's the thing. The point is that... I'm with you on on Warren Sharp and what it looks like and the easier schedule, whatever. Like we got no idea what somebody's going to look like. Do I do I agree with you on uh, on the Saints on paper? Yeah, you don't have Michael Thomas. You don't know who your quarterback's going to be. Um, they were kind of capped out. They they went all in the past couple of years. They're probably not going to be as good. That said, okay, you go to the middle of the season when they play them, and if Jameis has won the job by then. James can James can spin it and stretch the field. Also, also, it, the the home road is going to be completely different this year with people not only in the stands but they haven't been in the stands in a year. And you're the defending champs. Like all of a sudden, road environments are more difficult to win. And oh yeah, by the way, if you start out the year one and two, like you see, it it doesn't like I understand that you're better than New England and Miami and Philadelphia. Okay, I understand all of those things, but the idea is that. That when you have a team that comes off a Super Bowl, some guys took less money to stay. You start out one and two, and people start pointing fingers. That's that's the way. It, I love that's it. The it. I works. love the creating that's, drama. I'm not there creating drama. You are. I'm talking done. about the reality of sports. Is we all look at these the, these. We all do the Mike and the Mad Dog. That's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. Dog, dog. That's a that's a win. That's a win. <laughs> right. We all do. We all do this stupid crap. But we can't tell. Well, those guys we don't are know this. Uh, let's be realistic. No, it's not. I, They're well, not not clueless I, because I you're dealing it. with you're dealing with data as of now. Right. And I look at the data that Vegas is looking at those guys know look, a little bit more than two uh you know schmucks in new york okay the we'll reality look is at their win totals from last year and look, see if they killed it last year look at the tampa bay bucks and how they're favored in every single game except one and look how they did last year as favorites they were pretty darn good they struggled in the games where uh, again they were playing teams better than them frankly and the newness of tampa is now worn off i'm telling you i i know it sounds silly to say oh they could go undefeated no team in the modern era, Doug, has returned every starter on offense and defense. It has yep. not happened from a Super Bowl champ. Sure. And it's not like they're a bunch of fossils like the Lakers going and grabbing Russell Westbrook. These guys are in their prime. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, they they go out and add the running back Gio Bernard, right? It's like, ah, oh, Gio Bernard, what is he, their third running back? Well, I don't know. He could be James White, who is dealing a Super Bowl MVP for Tom Brady. Like, there is seriously, the offensive line is unbelievable. I mean, the only thing, if you want to quibble, do they have depth in the secondary, like behind their top three corners, who, by the way, were outstanding in the Super Bowl, thanks to an incredible pass rush. Like, Doug, 
I, I, I'm not I'm not even a Tom Brady fan. I respect it. Like in the '80s, I grew up. I was a Magic Johnson guy. I did not like Larry Bird and the Celtics. I was born in New York. I didn't like anything Boston. I did not like Tom Brady. Now I've interviewed him twice. Super nice guy. I respect what he's done. He's the greatest. And he's got a stacked team. And I'm just telling you, Doug, when they are 8-0 and just motoring, you're like, oh, well, there's a potential road bump up ahead. Uh, this team is going to annihilate some folks. Annihilate. They are so stacked, Doug. And the schedule is a cakewalk. And you how know good schedule. Was, how, how good was uh, was Tom Brady last year? Uh, I would say he was, uh, he was like a top 15 quarterback in the first part of the season. Uh, maybe for the first uh, three-fifths of the season. And once that... Week twelve got by, and they had the bye week. They really started to take over. No, no, and you, Tom Brady you, you, was you, you, outstanding. Uh, he was definitely a top ten quarterback in the final eight weeks of the season. Huh? Yeah, Tom Brady was a top ten quarterback the final eight weeks of the season. Okay, postseason okay. and and regular season. Wait, top he, ten quarterback. He, he had three turnovers against Green Bay in in the NFC Championship he game. Did. He didn't play well. He didn't play well against Washington. Uh, he wasn't particularly good against New Orleans Saints either. So he was he he did he played well against against the Kansas City Chiefs, who had no shot because their offensive line was in tatters. But okay, so of of the four games they played in the playoffs, he played really well in the first half against Green Bay, and he played well in the Super Bowl. Um, but I mean, in like kind of along for the ride, right? When they when they won the last four games, like oh, the wait, idea. Wait. Tom, the, whoa, the, whoa, 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 time out, time out, Doug. Tom Brady was along for the ride. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, can we get a Bucks player from the I locker thought, room? I there is zero he, chance he was not the leader in that locker room. None. But, but, He's the only guy that's won anything. Jason, but this they, is what you, this is what you do though. Come you, on, you along take, for the you, ride? Yes, he was a. He's a. Those guys probably a, got. Yes, Tom. What can we do for you in the locker room? How? What can I? How can I? What can no I help question. You with? No question. There's a leadership Come intangible on. that he has that is unspoken. And what they did in the first half, I thought, energized that energized the defense for the second half. Right. But there is at some point. At some point, there's a reason guys retire. You know what that reason is? Because you get old and you can't make the same throws. This is the same guy who, remember, forgot what down it was. Oh. It's, the same guy, it's the same guy. It's it's the same guy. That's what happens when you get older. You're a tick slower. You miss on throws. The attrition of an additional game in the season does kind of get to you. Okay, they had a they had a dream end to a season which was up very much up and down. Right? But trying to repeat that dream is a lot more difficult in practice than it is going, it's a win, it's a win, it's a win, it's a win. We talk about okay? practice. So, so, so the, the, point, the point is this, like you're taking a snapshot of the best of Tom Brady and saying, okay, you put the best of Tom Brady with all these guys that are coming back and they're going to win every game. And the point is that he's not really a top 10 quarterback anymore in terms of his tangibles. Hmm. His intangibles are off the charts. Off the charts. So nobody can walk in with you know, uh, all with with all those Super Bowl rings, okay, and com- and command respect. And he's an indefatigable worker. But let's at at some point they all get old. They just do. Jason Kidd couldn't make a layup in the playoffs. Couldn't make a layup. They just get old. The throws they used to be able to make, they couldn't make. Brett Favre got old. Peyton Manning got old. Peyton Manning, when they won the Super Bowl his last year, what was it, uh, nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions? I mean, go back and watch the Super Bowl. It was embarrassing. Couldn't throw a football. Pro football right? focus last year, number one quarterback, according to the stats, Aaron Rodgers, number two, Tom Brady. 
Okay, he wasn't the number two quarterback. He wasn't better. I mean, Russell Wilson threw too many picks at the end of the year, but he wasn't better than Russell Wilson or Pat They Mahomes have Russell Wilson either. at six, Mahomes it's, it's, at four. It's, it's great. I'm just, I'm telling you, you can go pro football focus all you want. The reality is no one, I mean, look, Josh Allen had a, had, had a much better year than he had, li- than, than Tom Brady had last year. Not really close. So, I mean, like, look, I'm a guy who watches, the, I, I, the Chargers practice down the street from me. Hey, there's no better. If I told you the talent that they have on that roster, you're like, dude, they should mop up teams. Love it. Problem is they're never healthy. <laughs> hey, and so you're you're taking a snapshot of now and going, if the best of all scenarios, everybody is healthy and all these teams live down to their reputation, the Tampa. But that's not the way this foot. That's what makes football special is on a weekly basis. Truly, truly anything can happen. And we don't usually get the results that we expect, especially when we expect them to be kind of championship level results. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Dan Patrick Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Along with Jason McIntyre, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Sam Munson's going to join us in a moment from Pro Football Focus. So, um, did you did you see this? Uh, did, did you see this um, in regards to sports betting, which I know um, you are huge on, right? That uh, licenses to offer online betting, sports betting in New York, are attracting big names and creating partnerships between the largest bookmakers in the U.S. Jay Z, okay, this is a real story, okay? Jay Z and the 76ers owner Michael Rubin are part of a group applying for an online sports betting license in New York and plan to form Fanatics Sportsbook, according to documents released by the New York Sports Gaming Association. The Fanatics uh, application is one of the six being reviewed, right? Like all of these, uh, what is it? Uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, you know, Bally's, um, Bet Rivers. all the, you know, it's, it's kind of all, everyone's going after kind of the same prize, which is, betting in the big states, right? New York, California, Texas, etc. I'm sure you saw the viral video this weekend of the fight in LA between Ram on Ram crime. You saw that Dude, Jason. That video was insane. Yeah, oh a, my a, gosh. There's a lot there's a there's a lot to it. I mean, there's a ton to unpack there, but uh, you know, just briefly, Doug, if you have the high ground and it's one on four, are you still attacking the guys? He had to be very lubricated with alcohol. You think? Well, I mean, like, look, I think he was wearing an Aaron Donald jersey, and here's the problem. Like, hey, dude, you're not Aaron Donald. <laughs> you're not. You're not Aaron. Aaron Donald plays down there. You're up here. But here, here's the the thing. We've seen enough bad behavior from fans, and it happened before. Obviously, the Malice of the Palace thing, and there were there were some similarities there with the lady who threw the Pepsi cup is the guy who threw the blue cup from like yeah, forty they, feet away. Dude, they, they broke toss. this down. So did I mean? There's a pruder work. Uh, the the one lady instigated it and then basically was out of there, right? Yeah, I mean she was standing there. Yeah, but uh, the the bigger point though is like if you think fan behaviors now when you just have alcohol and dudes out, it, uh, add in sports gambling to it, mm. which has always been there, but it's kind of been a little below the surface, right? Like I, I'll never forget when I was when I was a freshman, I played in Notre Dame. We played three games in the garden. And every game in the garden is the same. Like they stay around for like, I was like, why are they, we're blowing out St. John's. Why are they still here? They're like the betting line, dude. I was like, I had no idea. I just had no idea. And you'll have people like, I can't believe, you know, uh, I think Brian Mahoney was the coach. Hey, Mahoney, minus six. Are you kidding me? You guys are a joke, right? Like right. The, the, the energy from people who have money on a game when it, and when it goes a different way, now it'll keep people in the stands for longer to wait for the games, and I think it'll make people watch games more. Um, I'm not maybe I don't know because truth be told, if you were betting on games before, you're betting on games now. It's not like they're reaching new people; it's just they're creating legal ways yeah. to create tax dollars, right? I, I wonder though, Doug. Like uh, I do gamble early and often, um, gamble responsibly, everyone, but. 
I am. I get more like when I win, it's like amazing. You know, you celebrate, but you never want to get too high or too low on wins or losses. I usually, if I lose a big bet, and it happens, it happens to even the great ones like myself, uh, and my family is in the vicinity, I'm basically like, okay, I'm going to need some time here, guys. Can you, you know, get away? And I will, you know, isolate myself. I don't get like angry and want to break stuff and fight people, you know? That, yeah, I, I understand, but that's not your personality, right? Like, I will bet when you drink, when you drink, you're probably the happiest guy on earth, right? I'm are, always are ha- happy, dude. I, I'm alive. I understand. Like, I understand. Like, I, you know, no, I understand. But when you when you have a couple of drinks and you go on one of your numerous vacations that you oh, post on stop IG, stop it! I do. Right? Not. Are you are you're happy, smiley, happy, smiley? I, I, guy, right? I'm a happy guy. Yeah, there are okay. the angry. Okay, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> imagine if that we all know guys that underneath the surface, there's a lot of inner anger there, right? And then you factor in that they're in a in a bowl of ten thousand people at a basketball arena, and they just lost you know, a thousand bucks that they, they knew they were going to win. And whether it's the ref or a coach or a player, and then you got guys around you and they don't give you the, they, Hey man, I need a minute. They, no one gives you a minute. I'm just telling you, like, if you think mm. fan behavior is now bad, yeah. now legalize sports, sports betting and, 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 and wait, and it will be, it's something you have to plan for. Sam Munson joins us, lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Sam with Jason McIntyre. I'm Doug Gottlieb. It's the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Sam, Sam, let's, let, let's start with the Patriots discussion. We started that today, which is, hey, what do they do here? It does feel like Mac Jones is, is closing in on becoming the starter. And as much as everybody likes how Cam Newton is handling himself in front of the microphone, like, look, he's only making three and a half million. That's backup quarterback money. But what do the numbers say? Like, how, how can we statistically believe that Cam Newton can actually throw a football and be a good enough quarterback this year? Yeah, I think that preseason debut was really encouraging for Mac Jones. Um, he graded well at PFF, but he also, when you look at how they, they played that game for him, it was almost like an audition. They sort of set him up with various situations to see how he would fare. And they, they had him run a drive with the hurry-up offense coming out of halftime and all those kinds of things. And Jones' calling card as a, a prospect was just incredibly good mental processing, just how quickly he's able to execute the offense and work through his reads and find the right guy and accurately deliver the pass. And that's something that a lot of rookies struggle with when you adjust to the NFL. It's, it's a more expansive offense generally in the NFL than it is in college. There's more to learn. It's a, a lot to learn in a short period of time. And you have to adjust to the speed of the game as well. So usually that's the area they struggle with, and they're kind of behind the eight ball. But Jones still looked good and still looked quick and still looked able to do all of that and had a good command of the offense. So I still think, you know, Cam Newton is the starter right now and probably will be week one. But as you said, Jones is closing. And that game, I think, did a lot for the Patriots to sort of assure them that, hey, this is on the horizon sooner rather than later if we need to make that switch. Hey, Sam, uh, good to talk to you again. I want to ask uh, two gambling questions. Number one on the New Orleans Saints. I don't see any way possible that this is a nine-win team. I don't like anything about this roster outside the offensive line. A, can you tell me why the heck anybody would bet over on the Saints to win nine or more games? And B, um, I just need you to talk nicely about my, ga- my guy, Sam uh, Zach Wilson, the Mormon Mahomes. 
Yeah, over is tough for the Saints. Um, I do think the roster has a lot of good still there. Um, they, they go on this roster overhaul and purge every offseason because of the way they treat the cap, but they always end up with a lot of talent still there. And when you look at you know, the defense still has a lot of good players. There's definitely some question marks. You know, cornerback number two opposite Marshawn Lattimore is, is very much still in flux. Um, and, and obviously wide receiver absent Michael Thomas is a, is a major question mark. But they still have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You've got guys like Alvin Kamara who can still make plays. Their defensive front is really good. So I think there's a lot of talent still there but they don't have a quarterback and they don't have any receivers for him to throw to. So over nine is a pretty tough sell, even with a great coach and some pretty good parts of that roster. Um, I thought Zach Wilson had one of the better debuts as well. I didn't ask him to do that much and he didn't play for that long. So we didn't get a huge extended sort of tryout, but he made it look effortless. Like that arm talent that we saw in college was still there. He was able to flick passes with just, no concern. There was no delay. He would just drop back in rhythm, fired the ball where it needed to go, uh, converted a couple of third downs, and looked really good doing it. Woo! Sam Munson, oh, he's, the level of excitement here from Jason is a little <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's been a while, dog. No, it hasn't. It's been Ten three, years since the Jets made years. the playoffs. Well, it's been three years since you had another young quarterback that people were excited about. <laughs> then it was like three years before that where you were excited about where you were. and yeah, uh, Sam, um, I was at Rams camp last uh, last week or two weeks ago, whatever. I spent some time around the, the coaching staff and their level of excitement, even losing even losing their starting running back, their level of excitement is, is tangible um, with having a guy who can make all the throws that offense requires, right? Uh, but, like, look, they did lose their defensive coordinator uh, and Brandon Staley, who's now a head coach, and he did do an outstanding job. And they have reworked the offensive line, but like right now, Daryl Henderson's going to be their running back. And we haven't seen Matt Stafford compete at the highest level of the NFL, right? It's, it's, it's a different game when you're, you know, when everything is magnified because you're playing as a favorite, not as an underdog. What are your thoughts on what's reasonable to expect from the Rams this year? Yeah, the expectations are sky high, and they feel maybe a little bit higher than they should be. Um, Stafford's definitely an upgrade over Jared Goff, but I think there's a very real question about how big an upgrade it actually is. I mean, Stafford has never had a PFF grade above 82 for a full season, I think, and that's a good bit below like the top quarterbacks in the NFL last season. Those guys, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, even Josh Allen – Those guys are above 90, Russell Wilson, and Stafford has never hit that level. And, okay, you can sort of mitigate some of it because he was on the Lions and, you know, because he never had an offensive um, genius of the head coach connected to him, but that only explains so much. I think ultimately, like, Stafford has always been more potential and can do and the sort of threat that he can target any area of the field at any given time than he has been the full realization of everything he does on every single play. And I think really the Rams are making this bet that, look, we have a good thing going here. All we need is a quarterback that can do a little bit more when things don't go well. Like my Sean McVay is sort of looking at this and saying, my system will get you most of the way there. And before now I had this quarterback that was paint by numbers and could fill in the right blocks with the right color. But now I need a guy that can create the picture 
when everything breaks down and when a defense actually has some answers. And there's some merit to that. Like there's definitely um, value in that quality for Matthew Stafford, but I don't think we know yet, like how big a difference that's going to make, particularly, as you said, because the defense is probably going to be worse than it was a year ago. So Stafford doesn't just need to be, you know, better than Jared Goff, but he needs to overcome the regression that we're probably going to see from the defense as well. Sam, fact or fiction, uh, always a fun game to play. The Cleveland Browns are Super Bowl contenders. Fact. I, look, if, we, if we didn't know that they were the Cleveland Browns, we would be putting them up there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the Kansas City Chiefs. But there's this lingering holdover effect from like 20 years of misery and sadness and that giant jersey that's got like 100 names attached to it. If you didn't know the Browns were the Browns, we would think this is arguably the best roster in the NFL, top to bottom. Yeah, but they have, what, eight new starters on defense? I mean, I, there, there's going to be a, 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 still some struggles on that for that unit, right? Yeah, I, I think that'll take some time, and that might not be as great as it looks on paper, but it's defense, right? And that's never been less important in today's NFL. <laughs> if the offense is firing, you don't need a defense to be amazing. You just need it not to get torched mm. in the in the postseason. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um Okay, um, I mean, I, I, you also need to be able to protect your quarterback as well. Like the offensive line is incredibly important, which does link back to the defense, and you're not winning without defense. Let, let's let's get to the Dallas Cowboys. How much concern should we have over Dak and his shoulder? Um, right now, not a huge amount. I, we can only kind of go on here to be hugely concerned. I guess the longer it lingers, the more concerned you get because we saw last season – exactly what happens when Dak Prescott isn't out there. I mean, there's still a reasonable debate as to exactly how good Dak Prescott is. He's Alice offense. If he isn't there, that system is not functioning. They're not able to overcome the question marks on defense, and and Dallas just isn't winning anything. So they need Dak Prescott out there and 100% healthy for as much of the season as humanly possible. Sam, if I were to give you $50 and say, hey, Sam, you could do whatever you want with this, but if you bet it on the Buccaneers to go undefeated, I'll double your money and you can make it a hundred. Do you think they have that would be a good bet? Would you take that? Would you spend the fifty dollars that way, or you think there's just give me a break, Jason? Come on, even though they're favored in all but one game, this is lunacy. It's just so hard to go undefeated in the NFL that it's probably not a smart bet. Um, like the the pattern of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers says they're going to be even better this year than they were a year ago. Um, given you know everything that happened last year, Tom Brady playing all season on a torn knee ligament, um, the the lack of preseason, the fact that that was the first sort of meeting of the minds between Tom Brady, who'd been in one system for 20 years, and Bruce Arians, who has a completely different system. How he performed in year one was insane. That uh, it took them sort of seven, eight games to get everything together, and then they started to cook down the stretch. None of those problems should be there this year. And if they stay healthy, they should be better than pretty much every team they face. But that's not the way the NFL works. Guys are going to get injured. Something's going to happen. You're going to have a bad game. Everybody does at some point. And the chances are you're going to drop one sooner or later. Um, Okay. Um, The team that you believe, you already said the Cleveland Browns. Let's take Cleveland out of it. The team that you believe... Again, on paper, before injuries, going to have the best year that we're not talking enough about is? Um, I think there's a real chance Tennessee is very good this year. Whoa. I, I think it's hard 
to overstate just how big an impact Julio Jones could have on that, at that offense. You know, they lost a couple of pieces, but Julio Jones adds that back and then some. Like, the threat of A.J. Brown on one side resuscitated the career of Corey Davis, which had been going nowhere. Corey Davis is good enough that he can win against, you know, number two corners if nobody's really paying attention to him. Right. Now you've got a Julio Jones and an A.J. Brown on either side of the formation. You've got Derrick Henry in the backfield. You've got Tannehill, who's proven to be a good enough quarterback to get the ball where it needs to go and take advantage of those just physical freak superstars. If that group stays healthy, that offense is going to be scary. Yes, and that that division's terrible, right? I mean, the, the, we don't know about the Colts yeah. what they're going to do. What they're going to do at quarterback? They're a talented team, but quarterback and without their best offensive lineman, we don't know how they start the season. The, the, well, who knows what's going to happen with the Texans and Jacksonville's in rebuild mode. You're one of a uh, rebuild mode. Sam, great stuff, man. Awesome. Sam Munson, lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam. Appreciate you joining us here on the Dan Patrick Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.